Welcome to the On Iowa podcast. I'm Leah Van, the Hawkeye beat writer, and today I'm joined by the Gazette higher education reporter, Vanessa Miller. Vanessa, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. I'm ready to break down this uh, complex story, which seem have, seems to have garnered a lot of attention on social media. So. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully our readers will come away with a better understanding of why you pursued this story and what we should take away from it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> so my first question is what prompted you to look into this story? Well, really, we were just following up on Gary Barta's comments from last summer. So just wanted to serve as a check on on those uh those i guess commitments public statements that he made around how the university of iowa athletics department was going to handle what it projected to be a really super steep deficit of at that time they were thinking 100 million dollars 75 million dollars that's become less severe over time as they had sort of some degree of a football season wrestling season basketball season um both for men and women. So we were just wanting to kind of follow up to see whatever happened with what the, the, the athletics department said it was going to do. So specifically, I was looking into this, this statement from Barta that said, um, coaches Lisa Bluter, Tom Brands, Kirk Ferentz, and Fran McCaffrey have voluntary, voluntarily agreed to a one-year 15% base salary reduction or contribution back to the athletics. And that Deputy Athletics Director Barbara Burry to a 25% salary reduction and Barta has reduced his total compensation package by more than 30%. He also obviously said there would be reductions in salary and compensation spread across the entire department. Um, that professional scientific, also non-contracted staff would see a one-year salary reduction based on gradu- graduated salary reduction scale and we went into all that. So just kind of following up to see whatever happened with that, who took pay cuts, who did, and how much it amounted to all of that. Um, what we found was that the football uh, coaches did not participate in the actual salary reduction. Um, and, and most many did not give a new donation as of the date of these comments that Barta made um, back to the athletics department. Again, whether or not you think they should have done that in general um, is is different than just us checking in on on these comments that Barta said, like these these commitments. He said the department was gonna was gonna do what these uh, coaches were gonna do. We're just following up to see if they did that. Right. This is not an opinion piece. This is simply no. following <laughs> up on what Gary Barta said. Again, I want to mention I what I forgot to mention up top is. The article that we are breaking down today is no University of Iowa football coaches took pay cuts amid the pandemic, including Ferentz. That is the title of the story is on the Gazette's website, and that's where you can find it. It's written by Vanessa Miller, which is why I am breaking it down with her. Um, Vanessa, so my next question is, why does it matter if the University of Iowa Athletics followed through on these statements? Well, I mean, I think what, what really matters is, uh, you know, in terms of checking in on how the athletics handles its finances in general, um, 
in in most years, it's a self-supporting entity and actually has been contributing back to the main campus in like $2 million increments annually because it is such a big moneymaker. This year obviously was different. Um, being part of a public university, it actually took a $50 million loan from the main campus, which itself is struggling because it's got enrollment decline, state appropriation cuts, um, donation, you know, uh, some people who are struggling themselves financially amid the pandemic. So it's just, it's just a tough time. They took the $50 million loan to cover their deficit. Um, they said they were going to handle their, they were going to do um, efficiency, you know, and, and salary cuts and all these things to contribute to. So it, it, it matters because they're a public university using taxpayer dollars at this point. Um, and, the, you know, uh, a couple weeks later, they announced they were cutting for sports, um, which was, you know, upended the lives of all these student athletes and coaches, cut their jobs, uh, things like that. So we were just wanting to follow up on how they're handling their finances amid this really difficult time. You know, the, I'm, this is a public university. To get this information, journalists file open records requests, right? Right. Um, because this is all open information to the public um, if you ask for it. <laughs> yes, right. It's not out there on the website unless you request it. And it did take quite a while to get the information. Right. Um, so what did you find in terms of what coaches took cuts and, yeah, and um, kind of include the bowl game bonuses and stuff in there too? Yeah, yeah. Well, so... Um, most of the coaches did take pay cuts this year. That includes uh, basketball coach Fran McCaffrey, uh, Lisa Bluter, Tom and Terry Brands, the head wrestling and associate head wrestling coaches, and, and the head coaches of the volleyball, rowing, field hockey, women's gymnastics, women's tennis, softball, soccer, baseball, golf, track and field. They all took pay cuts. Um, they did it at the start of the fiscal year, which was back uh, in July, July 1st of 2020. Um, and, and um, most other like assistant coaches it took, took pay cuts as well. Um, so the football, the football assistant coaches did not uh, vol voluntarily amend their contracts to reduce the salaries um, back in June or July. Um, at that time, they obviously didn't even know if they were gonna have a football season at all, let alone whether they were gonna qualify for a bowl game. Um, what they ended up doing, uh, they didn't make, most didn't, one, one coach, Ken O'Keefe, did make a contribution back to the campus, but all the rest did not, and all the rest did not take any, any uh, actual salary reductions, but they did forfeit their bowl, their bonus for qualifying for a bowl game. All did that except for Kirk Ferentz did not uh, forfeit his bowl game bonus, which was $100,000, um, and he also obviously did take his base salary increase like the others. Uh, those were some of our, our primary findings. Did any of these coaches make donations or what, or what was the alternative there? Well, yeah, like I said, um, they, most, most, the co most of the coaches did not make a donation back to the campus, a new one, you know, specifically toward helping these pandemic propelled cuts and deficits um, as a, whatever, uh, July, 2020, Ken O'Keefe did. Um, and I just wanna note, and many people have noted that, that Coach Ferentz has given generously over the years, previously, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, in fact, both to 
the main campus, uh, with the main campus and the athletics department combined. I don't think anybody's alleging that he hasn't been a generous donor over the years to the athletics department. I was just doing, I was just providing a check on whether, um, whether specific to these, to these deficit, these COVID deficits and cuts, you know, he took a salary reduction or contributed back to the athletics department specifically. That's what Varda said, and that's just what we were checking on. Right, and I think a lot of people have been upset about, they think that you're attacking Ferris, which you're not. <laughs> you're simply stating whether or not he followed through on what Gary Varda said, which was to take a 15% pay cut in the midst of the pandemic. Um, can we elaborate a little bit more about Ferris and what he has given in the past and how, and you know, why you maybe included specifically what he has given to the school and not what he has given to the children's hospital. Yeah, right. Obviously like he, he's a magnificent donor. Like he's given, and, and the US Center for Advancement is incredibly grateful for his donations, understandably so. Again, I was checking in on whether he gave back to the athletics department specific to this pandemic. Um, I mean, but he, but he has, you know, like in December, or sorry, in June, 2019, he committed $400,000 um, to the Hawkeye Legacy Fund that has come in $100,000 increments. Again, though, pre, pre-pandemic was that commitment. Um, he's given uh, to the University of Iowa more than $2.3 million total, including to the Children's Hospital, which people noted. We didn't uh, point that out in the story because again, we were just following up on on Gary Barta's comments that Ferentz would uh, make a contribution or take a pay cut, uh, but the contribution would be back to the athletics department. And obviously this was very specific to, to handling the financial effects of COVID-19. So, so again, yes, he's an incredibly generous donor and he has been over the years. How much of the athletics budget is football in general? It's, uh, it's a big chunk of it. I mean, Looking here at the um, FY 2020 budget uh, we can do, or the actual, but the budget, um, football football was $22.3 million. Um, and, and that doesn't include sort of the 53 million that they get from the athletic conference and the 7 million that they get uh, from Learfield, the 17 million they get from foundation support and the 11 million they get from foundation premium seat report, a lot of that it has to do with football. In addition to just straight sort of like ticket revenue, their total budget is 124 million. But you know, if you add 22 and a good chunk of the 53 and the 17 and the 11, like a lot of that being driven by football, it's obviously a big chunk. For comparison to the 22.3 million football revenue, like basketball is 3.6, wrestling is 600,000 and then all other is 63,000. So that's like, that's a huge chunk. Um, So I should note that football's income, the actual 2020 income uh, uh, was 21.6 million compared to the expected 22 million. And then uh, even last year, the the 30 million or the football program spent 30.4 million. And so that's, that's more than they made and while they weren't projecting any income for the current budget year that we're in because of the pandemic, um, the expenses for football was, was $23.4 million. Obviously, that's largely salaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to break that, that down. How much of that 
do they spend on salaries? And didn't that actually grow this year over the previous year? Yes. Yeah. I mean, all of the, especially the contracted coach salaries increased. Um, so individuals saw like uh, assistant football coach Kelvin Bell saw his salary increase 375000 to 425000 Um, Raymond Braithwich, who obviously took on new strength training uh, responsibilities with Chris Doyle's departure, his salary increased 205000 to 450000 So almost all the coaches saw salary increases from FY20 to FY21. Right. Um, so I'm curious too, I wanted to talk to touch base on the Save Iowa Sports Funding, um, which has garnered a lot of attention last summer. I think we've all been kind of waiting for an update on that. So could you talk about the Save Iowa Sports Fund and what happened to it? Well, yeah, there, that was a group of alumni and parents who were upset about the way that the, um, the four sports were eliminated and kind of launched a campaign to try to find alternatives to eliminating those sports, tried to raise some money, get commitments. They came up with $3 million in cash in hand and then $3 million commitment. Um, the, the athletics department has said that's sort of too little, um, too late at this point, that, that their deficit and their financial woes uh, propelled by this pandemic are so deep and steep that they, they can't be, they can't be, um, those programs can't be restored at this point. They have reinstated women swimming and diving uh, after uh, the female athletes filed a Title IX lawsuit accusing the university of, um, you know, violating that law. Uh, and then a judge sided with those athletes in one sort of preliminary step of the, of the trial. So the University of Iowa has um, said it's reinstating women's swimming, but the men's programs are still gone. Um, and many of those parents have said sort of, they feel like it was a foregone conclusion that there's no amount of money that could bring it back because um, the athletics department was wanting to focus more on its big money makers, which are obviously football, basketball, wrestling at this point. Um, but yeah, it, I did break down those, uh, those individual sports that were cut their budgets and I took out the scholarships because the university is going to continue to pay those that it will honor those um, and the savings from cutting those in this like FY21 year is about 1.6 million dollars um, so the the parents and the supporters of those programs say they feel like that's kind of small peanuts compared to obviously what um, what they're paying you know for the the football coaches which as many people are arguing obviously do bring in the money so right Right. And a lot of those non-revenue sports, I mean, they, they use football money. Is that mm -hmm. correct to say? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, that those are the ones that, I, like we just pointed out, in terms of the income, uh, football makes up, of all the sports, obviously, a, a huge chunk, like way, way more, like, you know, seven times more than even basketball. So that's, I mean, and, and like, again, it drives a lot of the donations a lot of the foundation support, a lot of the media rights income, a lot of the athletic conference income. Um, so it is, it is obviously true that they, they, they spend a lot, the, the football program, and they make a lot. Um, but, but the parents of the Save Iowa Sports folks are saying, if you really wanted us, you could find a way to keep us. I think that's what they're arguing, especially when there wasn't the follow through on the salary reductions and the new donations specific right. to the pandemic losses. Um, is there still time for coaches to um, take these pay cuts? 
Yes. So they um, said they were going to make the pay cuts uh, by the end of the fiscal year, which is June 30th. So there's still a um, month and a half, obviously, to do that. I just was reporting, though, in my, in my digging into the contracts and the contract amendments, those who did take the pay cuts, as I said earlier in our discussion here, uh, did it, you know, July 1st uh, of, of this of this fiscal year. So, or yeah, so the tw- July 1st, 2020. So like Coach Brands, Coach, Bar- or, uh, Coach McCaffrey, Coach Bluter, and then Barbara Burke and uh, Gary Barta took those cuts as, as did others back in July. So why tell this story now? Um, well, the year is obviously coming to an end and our job is to, is to sort of hold people accountable to their word. I feel like, you know, it's, it's timely as the sports are coming to an end, those cut sports are coming to, to their, the end of their seasons and their lives at, at the University of Iowa. And I had had some people asking me whether these pay cuts materialize. So there is a month still to, to, for those folks to do it and I'll follow up. Yeah. to see if they did right because if they do then that's news and that's something that you will report as a reporter and uh, yes. I guess I want to wrap this up with what are your what were your takeaways from your reporting and from what do you think should be the readers takeaways from this story well again I, I think it's totally reasonable for folks um to wonder whether the football staff should ever you know have been asked to to take the pay cuts um, people are, people are saying things like, did, did, did you take a pay cut when, you know, like to help your company? And, and I, I just never, I never said I would, I mean, and nobody ever committed me to doing that. So I guess it's perfectly reasonable to, to ask whether Barta should have ever committed, uh, or said publicly that these coaches were going to take these cuts. We were just following up on whether they did or not. Honestly, there were a lot of coaches that did take the cuts, including the coaches of the sports that were eliminated, um, offered to take these cuts. Those were eventually waived, you know, when they said that we're cutting your, your programs and, and that's your jobs. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the takeaway is that the, you know, the football salaries all increased rather than decreased. Um, while the rest of the programs did take a cut, they forfeited their bonuses. You know, Kirk Ferentz didn't. He's a generous giver, and he has been for years. Again, whether or not you think Barta should have made these comments last June or not is is one thing. Um, and we were just trying to report on whether the programs did what they what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you think? Um, we should leave this podcast on like a note to conclude um, this story. Well, I guess, I guess it's encouraging um, that people are passionate about this topic and they care enough to, to like discuss it and to read it and to get involved and to call us out if they think we're doing a poor job. I mean, that's, that is important. I'm a fervent believer and the importance of journalism, and I want to do it well, and I think we all do. Uh, we want to be accurate. We want to be fair. We want to be balanced. We want to be able to take constructive criticism. And I really value the criticism that is constructive. I think it's important 
uh, for people to know that we hear them and that and that we are doing our best to hold public officials accountable. Um, and that's the goal. Uh, but but again, I think I think it's it's great that people are so passionate about Hawkeye sports um, and about what it means for this state. And and I and I know that people are, are fired up about this, and I don't think that's a bad thing. So I appreciate I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the time to to discuss it. It is a long piece too, and there's a lot of data involved. I've read it like two or three times at this point. So. Um, it does, it does take a commitment for people to read the story. Um, Vanessa, I wanted to thank you for coming on the On Iowa podcast to break this down with me. Uh, you can follow her work as Vanessa Miller. Um, she's at The Gazette, obviously a higher education reporter. I'm Leah Van. I'm also at The Gazette, and I mainly report on Hawkeye football. And we'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Vanessa. Yeah, thank you. Bye.